turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Well, thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you're joining us for our Church of the Week feature today. And in the studio from the Rock Fellowship, we have with us Pastor Kevin Duhart. Pastor Kev is the way that you're referred to most of the time, I believe. So, Pastor Kev, welcome to the studio today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Mike. I really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you here, Pastor Kev, and uh, we look forward to hearing about everything you have going on at The Rock. Yes. But before we do that, can you just give us a little background on you and your family? Tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, I'm a native of San Antonio, Texas, born and raised here. Graduated from Judson. Graduated from Judson, class of 1996. I don't mind dating myself, but uh, <laughs> but I am from San Antonio, um, uh, born and raised in the church, you know, and and uh, just known around the city as a youth pastor, former youth pastor, now senior pastor, lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship. I have two children, uh, a son named Asa, who's five, and uh, my oldest son, Kevin, who's seven, and my wife, Lisa. And um, and uh, so we're just doing the work for the Lord on the northeast side of San Antonio. Northeast side of San Antonio, mm-hmm. born and raised and now serving in the ministry there. Yes, right. Now, you uh, you served for a long time in, in a very established church in San Antonio. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that experience? Well, uh, my pastor is Bishop Brent M. Bryant. Um, my home church is Redeeming Grace Christian Church on FM 78 in the Kirby area. Um, sometime, somehow after high school, during my college years, I had uh, um, had knew about the church. You know, many of the students I went to school with were there. So <clears throat> my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, had invited me out. I enjoyed myself, joined. And uh, Bishop Bryant pretty much raised me in ministry, man. He really took care of me for like 14 years of my life. You know, I was baptized there. Um, wow. Everything, man. Just, you know, I had all of my um, doctrinal beliefs and, and um fundamental upbringing in Christianity at that church and through his ministry. Now you you did start in ministry there and you were raised in ministry there but but let's let's travel back a little bit further because okay. you're actually uh you were saved at a very early age. Right, you were right. you were kind of like you mentioned raised in the church. So uh I, I don't know how much life before God and life before ministry there was because <laughs> it's almost like you were hatched in the church and raised in the church and set set loose in the church and everything else but can you can you give us maybe some other contexts of, of your life, your salvation experience, and your sure. call to the ministry? Gladly. Um, like like some, I grew up in church, uh, three generations of church, uh, classic Pentecostalism, especially Church of God in Christ. Uh, however, around 15, I just pretty much was fed up with some things and, and you know, soul searching, uh, looking for purpose, identity, why am I here? And uh, I found at that time that uh, I just wasn't, those needs weren't being met. And so like many teens, I rebelled against God, rebelled against church and kind of went away and did my own thing. And to be honest with you, I spent about two and a half years worshiping Allah. 
Um, you know, I tried my hand at Islam even and uh, and different things. It just got to the place where I just spiraled out of control uh, privately. A lot of people didn't know how far out there I got in my thinking, but I literally left uh, fundamental Christianity. It just I left it all together. And um, somehow I uh, got, you know, as the old folks say, throughout the lifeline and brought me back. And um, I'm thankful for that. And because it was in him that I had my sense of purpose and who I am. Oftentimes, I like to say that your misery is your ministry. My misery was purpose, so my ministry is purpose now. And you are providing purpose not only for your family, Pastor Kevin, but also for the Rock Fellowship and a new, uh, fairly new church start right. here in the in the city, in the Universal City area. And uh, what was it that made you decide to pursue a, a life of ministry? You know, before... You, I know you came out of the corporate world. You, you went to college. You did did a bunch of different things. And, right. and uh, what was it that made you decide ministry was was your calling? When I was five years old, my grandfather uh, had a church here in the city of San Antonio. He passed away years ago. And my uncle took over. And I used to just be, I mean, I would marvel at the way these guys preach. And I grew up classic Pentecostalism. So you're talking about grabbing the ears, jumping on the chairs, <laughs> walking the pews, man. And so, you know, you, you somewhat grow up and you, you're mesmerized by that. You, you, you idolize it to some degree. And so as a child, I just knew that was something I was supposed to do. But around 13, I had a, a dream. And it's a true story. Around 13, I had a dream and I saw a 13-year-old face on a 21-year-old body. And this angel walked me into the room and showed me my 13-year-old face on this 21-year-old body preaching the gospel. And people wow. were, were running around the church and had no idea that um, it was going to lead to where it has led to. But I knew definitely. I think you're just in your nowhere. You just know, I'm called to do this. Sure. I'm, 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 I don't know when it's coming, but I'm here for this reason. You know, the the Lord very purposely designs us. Jeremiah tells us that before we're formed in the womb, you right. know, he knows us. He, he already has a plan for us. Right. And and uh, I think you're right. I think if we can get away from some of the distractions and the things in the world that want to pull us a certain direction and conform us to mm-hmm. the image of the world, mm-hmm. then uh, what we're called to do becomes pretty clear if we listen to the voice. And, and what you are called to do is uh is a story of ministry it's a story of of helping people from be it teenagers to worship to now being the senior pastor uh at the rock fellowship right. so pastor kevin <clears throat> tell us a little bit about how the rock was birthed how oh, okay. how did how did <laughs> how did this whole thing happen i mean you you are on staff at this church you're leading worship you're leading youth you're you're doing all right. this kind of stuff right. and then all of a sudden, what? Man, let me tell you, that's a good question. For years, we had, I mean, an incredible youth ministry. We had an incredible, awesome worship team. We had a good thing going. I had no intention on leaving that good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then my pastor had this uh, God idea that, you know, my wife and I were supposed to launch out into the deep and start a work. And not just myself, but I have other brothers and sisters in ministry that are out there as well. But it was our turn. And so we prayed about it and we knew it was the will of God. But, you know, like anybody else, you have a good thing going, youth ministry, youth conferences, and you're preaching. And, hey, it's growing. Kids are growing. But uh, it was time to go. And so we prayed about it. 
And the Lord spoke to me in 2007, May of 2007 to be exact, gave me the name and the location of where the church would be. And uh, I have never set foot on the campus of Kitty Hawk Middle School in my life, but he told me it would be at Kitty Hawk Middle School. And wow. I wrote that down and uh, took heed to it. And then two, three years later, the same month of the time that he told me, we began at the at the Kitty Hawk Middle School. And so it was not something that we had purposed to do initially, but definitely something that God had purposed for us. And so uh, in those situations, you go with God. You know, uh, I love hearing those kind of stories, Pastor Kevin. Uh, I love that there are places like the Rock Fellowship being birthed. You know, uh, I believe, for one, we, uh, we we talk so much about people getting involved in church, going to church, getting involved with Christ, coming to the Lord. And yet, uh, if everyone in our in our city were to try to go to church on the same day, there wouldn't be enough churches. This there wouldn't true. be enough room for them. Right. So. Uh, I, I like what you're doing, believe in what you're doing. And I know beyond just pioneering a church not or, or beyond just being a pastor, pioneering a church has its own uh, dynamic, if you will. Uh, there, there's a lot going on in pioneering. Can you tell us what's what's been kind of the most difficult part of pioneering and what's been the most rewarding? Good question. I have to be honest. My journey with launching or plant church planting or becoming a portable ministry, if you will, has been different than the average story. If you read Bonner and, and some of the other uh, guys who, who um, gather information for stats and things of that nature, I'm a little different. Um, I really believe in honor and I believe in sowing. Um, and when I say that, even for the listeners, it's important to sow. I gave my life in ministry for 13 years to Bishop Bryan and, and the Redeeming Grace Church family. And I, uh, from day one, we saw the fruit of everything that we'd labored for in time past. Um, I can remember as far back as 2006, I was at a service with Bishop Tudor Bismarck, and he had spoke over my life, and he said, uh, the work is coming, and when it comes, it will be sweatless. I didn't know what that meant, but he said it would be sweatless. So our journey into um, the Rock Fellowship and, and launching out um, was not as difficult as many. We had things in place day one. We had a, a band. We had a worship team. We had um, ministers. We had the whole nine day one. We had lights, camera, action. It was ready to go. <laughs> and I think it was a testament to the fact that we gave our lives to uh, our former church for so many years, served faithfully without arguing, without murmuring, without complaining, um, not always agreeing with every single move or decision, but agreeing that God was in control, and it worked out for me. So for any church planner that's listening or you're looking at launching out, I encourage you, I encourage you, stay close to your leader, honor your leaders, serve that house, because it's not about them, it's about God. It's about God, and God will honor you. And you, you mentioned that, you know, God is now honoring and blessing the Rock Fellowship, blessing you, Pastor Kevin, and the work that you're doing. Uh, what, what do you feel like has been the most rewarding part of launching this new, new work? You know, you mentioned that your, your experience was different, but wh- what do you wake up every day thinking, man, I'm, I'm so glad that we did this because of blank? We have the opportunity to do church different. <clears throat> and um, I think the greatest blessing for us is to see so many young adults 
come alive again in ministry. Uh, oftentimes, it's 17, 18, you go away to college, you get brainwashed, <laughs> and uh, you come truth. back and... You know, you who once were part of the youth group, vacation Bible study, and was on mission trips now, you even question if God even exists. At our church, we have a very young dynamic, very young demographic, um, and we build it off culture. So the culture of the church. So I think the benefit and the most rewarding piece to me is to be able to create the culture from day one, um, not having an established thing already uh, where you come in and you got to wait through so many years to make changes, but from day one, we have the ability to set the tone and the culture and to see so many families restored has been amazing to date. I can tell you over 150 documented accounts of healing and deliverance. I mean, it's been incredible and just in three years. And so I would say that's been the most rewarding part for me is to see people who uh, at one point just had an interest in church become on fire for Jesus. Pastor Kev, you're you're right on with all that, seeing what God's doing. And, and you mentioned it, the culture of the church that you're setting. And one of the things I, I know from uh, from from talking to you and, and knowing a little bit about you is mm-hmm. that the culture that you desire is very much built around worship. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that dynamic at The Rock? Ah, thank you. Worship is the central focus and theme of our church. I really believe that as a former worship leader, I led worship for 12 and a half years with my pastor at Redeeming Grace. Uh, watch this without a check. You know, <laughs> I just did it because we just, that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, um, when The Rock began, and I'm going to use a, a term that we use, in, they use in politics called pork, dealing with a bill. If you pass a bill, you have pork in the bill, which is frivolous spending. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to look at the bill conservatively, you want to take some of the pork out of the bill. Well, church is like that. We have all this stuff that's not necessary <laughs> for church. And so what we decided to do day one is take all the pork out of our services. So we shrunk our services to worship in the word. And I'm telling you, when God is the focus, then God, not only does he inhabit uh, that service, but he's all over the place. And what I've learned is that is that is that is that God has to be the central focus of whatever you're doing. And when he shows up, sometimes it may not be about your sermon. I'm open to the fact that God messes up our services like on a regular basis. You know, the, what we had planned sometimes to, goes out the window. And in worship is when you find out who you are. It's in that intimate time with God that he can tell you who you are, who you who you are and, 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 and how you are and how he's made you and, and how you can be molded. But it's in worship. It's in the intimacy where God can look into you and show you you. And I think that's paramount for our church, and it's just been holding us and keeping us and shaping us thus far. What a powerful culture to be able to truly put God at the center of the service, not just gather around him, but gather for him. Come on. And uh, I love that, Pastor Kev. Awesome. You know, uh, the other thing that I, I know that you emphasize, you know, you have the culture of worship, but there's a there's a strong emphasis, and you mentioned it even in, in mm-hmm. that statement there, on family. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about the the emphasis that The Rock puts on family and why that's maybe personally important, important to you, Pastor Kev? Uh, I grew up in church, you know, as a, as a child, and so all of my fondest memories as a child were at church. 
And uh, and they were great memories. Church is a safe place. It should be. It's a safe haven. It's a place where a place of refuge. And and so at our church, we really focus on, you know, just having uh, opportunities to worship together as a family. I think it's important that children see their parents lifting their hands and and worshiping God. I think it's important um, that uh, that fathers and, and sons and daughters and, and mothers have time that they can fellowship together. So we push the family. We, we we value the family in our church. I have a young family, and oftentimes in ministry, unfortunately, many lose their families because they are so focused on the church and so dedicated to God's work that they forget the first work and the first assignment, which was the church at home. And so my approach has been and my wife's approach has been, well, we bring our home environment to the church. So if if the family can't do it, then we're not going to be able to do that. And so that's been the blessing. And I think it's held a lot of families intact. So talk about what that means in a practical sense when someone visits Mm -hmm. the church. Okay. Well, when you come, um, we, we have children's ministries as well. We have uh, uh, things for, for everyone, but we have a teen ministry. We have a young adult ministry, uh, which is pretty much the church. Um, but what we do is we, we literally come together as a family. Uh, we worship together as a family. We do not release any of the children until after praise and worship is done. So then we can worship together as a family. When we have events, we do them as family oriented events. There's no hardly do we do any things that are separate from, uh, you know, a singles event that's separate from the family. Everything we do is centralized on bringing everybody together this far. And it's worked for us. It's worked for us. So you got the culture of worship, you got the emphasis on family at mm-hmm. the rock. Uh, Pastor Kevin, uh, another thing that, I I heard you mention in in an interview on your website is mm-hmm. the the difference between even in your teaching and and the way that you mm-hmm. you kind of grew up and you, you said it earlier the difference between the can't do versus the can <laughs> do's can you uh, unpack that for us a little bit you did your research <laughs> um, I think and I believe this wholeheartedly is that if you think about it in retrospect to the word of God and you look at Genesis chapter one, you see that the devil did not tempt Eve to kill Adam. And he didn't because there was no law against murder. The only law that was written was don't eat from this tree. So the enemy tempted Eve to do exactly what God said not to do. And I feel the same way in ministry and church. Even when you're raising your children, you spark their interest when you tell them not to do certain <laughs> things. Man, I know that's the truth. <laughs> so then it's in their inherent nature. Uh, and for those who are saying, well, children are innocent. Well, we're all born in a sin. <laughs> we're shaping in iniquity. So we're not. And so anyway, <laughs> they'll do exactly what you ask them not to do. So what I found is the most empowering thing to do as a leader is to tell people what they were free to do, what you can do. And if you knew what you could do, there's certain things you just wouldn't do. And so that approach has worked for me personally. Uh, and I've, I'm seeing it really, really, really bless our church. Now, we there's things that you can't do as a Christian, period. We do talk about those things. I don't want to sound like we're just a free-spirited, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hippie church. <laughs> Nothing of that nature. But I'm saying that I do spend a lot of time telling people that you are free in the name of Jesus from certain laws and certain things that you can do this and you can be successful. And so I think I come from a mindset growing up where there was so many things you were not supposed to do that you spend all of your time afraid of God. 
You know, you, you're just afraid of them. And sure. so sure. the grace message and God came to literally empower people to um, to be free, to be free, not to sin, but to be free from sin. And so we teach people hey, you're free. You're free. Walk in that freedom. You teach them to identify themselves yeah, in Christ, find exactly. their identity. Exactly. Like you were talking about. That, that's powerful, Pastor Kevin. We're with Pastor Kevin Duhart of The Rock Fellowship. And Pastor Kevin, you, you guys have a lot going on at The Rock. Yes. Um, people can check out your website. We'll give them all that info in, in just a few minutes. Okay. But, um, but you're not just involved at The Rock. You're also involved in building um, some, some different other pieces, networking with other pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you have uh, e- even some, some things going on in social media. Yeah. So yeah. so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of those pieces? Well, um in ministry, oftentimes, especially with uh, the generation before us, the generations before us, um, you don't see as much unity as you would like to see with pastors. And so the Spirit of God put it on my heart and a few of my friends in ministries that we ought to come together with about, you know, as many as 20, 30 other young pastors under the age of 40 and just connect. And so we're going to do that August 10th. If you're listening and you're a young pastor under the age of 40, uh, please reach out to me on Facebook. Kevin Duhart is my name, Kevin D. Duhart, and I would definitely respond. Uh, it's a free brunch. We're just coming together to talk. <laughs> Watch this. We're not talking about church politics or anything of that nature. All we're talking about is how many children do you have, <laughs> you know, just to be just to be friendly. And also um, with that, it's going to be a great deal. But I also have what we're calling the Breakfast of Champions, which is a email motivational service that I provide every morning, Monday through Friday, to help you through your work week. Uh, when I was working in corporate America for 11 years, you have some rough days. And so it's good to hear something positive, something upbeat, something to to ignite your day, get your day started. So, you know, I have a few a few eyes on the fire working on a few books and things of that nature. But it's, it's been good. This is Pastor Kevin Duhart of The Rock Fellowship. You're listening to him uh, talk about everything that's going on at The Rock and, and the different things he's involved in as far as ministry is concerned. Pastor Kevin, if someone is listening today and, and they want to know, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe they're thinking about visiting, they don't have a church home, they, they're, they're listening to you, they're thinking, man, th- this place sounds really, really great. What can they expect when they walk through the doors? You can expect friendly. <laughs> when you come in through the doors of the Rock Fellowship, somebody's going to grab you, they're going to love on you, they're going to hug on you. Uh, but after that, you should expect the anointing of God. And I'm not just saying that. I'm sure every pastor would say that about their church, and you should. But I really believe that we have an unusual anointing that rests on our church. Um, the power of God literally moves throughout our worship. And so, uh, as I stated earlier, I mean, we have countless documented healings of things that have taken place in our services. So you can expect that. You can expect the word, but more importantly, you can expect the presence of God. And if you're looking for God, you're looking for him, you want to feel his presence, definitely The Rock is one of the places, one of the many churches I'm assuming in San Antonio where um, you can definitely feel that type of anointing. And I know, Pastor Kev, from our uh, conversations that you, you're also growing a, a multicultural congregation. Is that right. correct? We are. Our, our focus and our... Our intention is to diversify as much as possible. That's the kingdom of heaven, man. That's the kingdom of God, you know. Absolutely. And uh, and so diversity is key. Diversity is key. And so we we are we are desperately moving in that direction, uh, purposely. 
And uh, we want it to look like heaven, man. Mm-hmm. We do, man. We Absolutely. really do. That's good. That's good. Well, why don't you give some specifics on your on your services, mm-hmm. schedules, things like that when people can visit? Okay. Right now, the Rock Fellowship presently meets at the Kitty Hawk Middle School in Universal City, Texas. The address is 840 Old Cimarron Trail, uh, Universal City, Texas, 78148, I believe. Uh, we meet there on Sundays at 1230 p.m., every Sunday, 1230 p.m. And then we have our Bible studies at the La Quinta Inn. It's a hotel meeting room at the La Quinta Inn on, on I-35 and Tupperwine. As a matter of fact, it's right across the street from Northeast uh, Methodist, Northeast Methodist Hospital, right across the street there in the back. And you can find us there at 7.30 p.m. So 12.30 p.m. on Sundays at Kitty Hawk and 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday nights at um, our La Quinta Inn location. But we are presently looking for a building, and I think God is about to bless us in a major way. And you can also find uh, find them on the website and social media. Can you give us that stuff yes, as well? Yes, the website, www.therocksa.org. And on Facebook, we're on Facebook, again, you can find us under the Rock Fellowship-SA, the Rock Fellowship-SA. We're also on Twitter at the Rock SA. You can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Facebook. You can find them on YouTube. You can find them all over the place. <laughs> they are out there. And uh, Pastor Kevin, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And, My pleasure. And Michael. before we go, could you just uh, maybe say a quick prayer over the people listening today? Uh, bless them. A blessing over our city as we uh, as we head out. Gladly, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every listener and every person who is on this call, who is driving in their car or sitting in the living room or sitting in the office today. I bless them in the name of Jesus. We thank you that their best days are ahead of them, that purpose is in them. Father, I pray that you awaken every dead dream, every dead idea, everything that they've allowed to allow dormant in their lives to help them understand that greater is ahead of them for the glory of God. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name that their purpose will be resurrected, that their dreams will be dusted off. And we give you the praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Kevin. We appreciate you. you being here with us today. Thank you, Micah. You have a good one. And we want to thank you for joining us on The Word in South Texas, AM 630. We want to thank you for joining us for this Church of the Week feature with Pastor Kevin Duhart of the Rock Fellowship. You can find the Rock Fellowship at Kitty Hawk Middle School in Universal City on Sundays at 1230, as he mentioned. Check out their website at therocksa.org. You can get a lot of information about the church there, where they're where they're at, what's going on. Uh, and we want to invite you to attend one of their services. If you don't have a home church, get plugged in. Thank you so much for joining us for our Church of the Week feature with Pastor Kevin Duhart of the Rock Fellowship. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.